Well, hopefully everyone's staying safe out there on the roads. I know it can be a little treacherous right now, but yeah, baseball somewhat is in the air. Just I guess because of smell it. it yeah, I, just because of, because of the calendar. I can't tell because of the weather, but I'm just looking at the calendar and I see that regular season baseball will commence tomorrow. Um, let's get into the Red Sox talk, guys. I want to start with the obvious. This is going to be the first season since 2002 that the Red Sox will not have David Ortiz on the opening day roster. And look, I expect it to be a smooth transition given the infusion of young talent we've seen with you know Betts, Bradley, Bogarts, and now Benintendi. But it's still going to be a little bit of an adjustment, isn't it? It, it will be. I mean, uh, you saw it last year in the postseason how uh, most of the young guys struggled. Uh, ben Attendee, uh, well, he didn't even make the roster, correct? Well, he was a late-season call-up, right? Wasn't he called up in, like, what, August? Ben Attendee yeah, was, August. yeah. yeah. He, he was on the roster? No, he ben, was a late-season oh, call-up. Okay. He was a late-season call-up. Well, yeah, so he doesn't have any postseason experience. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, the, the, the reason why they added sales because they knew they needed to add pitching to – at, uh, basically, it's a reactionary thing to David Ortiz retiring and the lack of pitching depth they had last year. Sure. Chris Sale, though, doesn't have postseason experience either. Right. He doesn't have any, which is a good thing. It's better than what David Price has. Right. It's better than having <laughs> negative postseason experience. <laughs> right. And uh, an interesting fat, a tidbit, Bronson Arroyo is now the uh, last member of the 2004 Red Sox player to be active. Wait, Bronson Arroyo still plays baseball? He plays with the Reds. Still, What? Still? Yeah. yeah. He, he, well, last year, I No, think. this year. Oh, this, this year? This year. What he's, the still, hell? he's still he's still he's he might be one of their five starters. Oh my god. How yeah. old is Bronson now? <laughs> I don't know. He must be close he's to probably 30. like 30 36, 37. Oh no, he's got to be older than that. <laughs> oh my god. I'd look it up. I'm I'm having some internet connectivity issues right now. Surprised I'd look it up. Surprised he's not doing a one man acoustic show by now. I know, seriously. Didn't he and Johnny Damon have like an unofficial band? He's actually going to be their fifth starter. The Reds. How old is he though? Can you get his age? Yeah, I'll get that. Uh he is 40. Yep. Yeah, 40, oh, 40. Or not. Wow. 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 That. He just turned 40. Now, guys, if we're (laughs) reading, like, the Red Sox book, I think it's time to turn the page. You know, of course, David Ortiz is out now. Oh, he'll be back in June. But but the main main focus here is what the uh, overall picture and how the Red Sox painted this canvas is to bring in the young talent and really, you know, fulfill, I guess, expectations using the younger guys. Um, just because they don't have the really leadership guys anymore besides, you know, Dustin Pedroia. Um, but I, I think it's really good to build off of, you know, good pitching and young talent. Right. Even without any, you know, playoff experience, you're going to have leaps and bounds. I mean, that, that's, that's how it is. But, I mean, through, you know, the, the season, you're going to be learning. And all these young guys are going to be learning. Like Andrew Benatendi, he could be rookie of the year. But right. he, he could, you know fall flat on his face but you're going to go through a lot of obstacles and that's why it's going to help out these young guys moving into the playoffs to realize well I gotta start doing this right and work on their strengths and weaknesses yeah you've got a lot of young players that make up now the core of this roster which you know if you looked at this lineup in this roster three years ago I feel like we always go into a Red Sox season saying here's a question mark there's a question mark there's holes here there's holes there yeah, there's questions. Yeah. But these are the kinds of questions that I'm willing to embrace if you're talking about the Red Sox. Right. Because we were all saying two years ago, we're sick and tired of the one-offs. Sick, of, sick and tired of finishing in first place one year, then going to the bottom of the barrel the next. Right. They, so, so they reacted now, correctly this year. Right. <laughs> but, but at least now, after several years of Mookie Betts, uh, Bogarts, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., who's not of that caliber, I don't think, of the other two, and even Benintendi now this year, who I think 
is the real deal. Yeah. I'll take those question marks because it's a young team, and it seems like at least the future is bright for this team going forward. You've got an ace in Chris Sale who's now locked up on a good deal. For what, the next three seasons, including Four. this one? Three years, uh, 39. Three, three years plus, uh, plus there's option. other options. Yeah. So. Right? And, and so, yes, there are question marks with this team. David Ortiz's offensive production, you're not going to replace that. No, you hope that the pitching can compensate for that. Well, not only that. And but you hope the young guys can step up and really assume a leadership role because this is the core going forward. So you, you hope that they can assume those roles as leaders on yes. this team because it's going to have to be these guys that right. lead the team if they're going to have postseason success. It won't be one person replacing Ortiz. It'll be a bunch of people. Correct. It'll be the return of Pablo, who looked really good. Good this spring. Damn good spring. Yeah, 350 in spring training. 339 with five home runs, 20 RBI. When Pablo hits above his weight, that's a good thing. It's It's barely above his weight. Let's stay stay cautiously optimistic (laughs) on that front. Let's stay on course. Let's not get on the back Anything that happens with Pablo uh, or the uh, the third base position in general for me is gravy. Right, it's not it's not a strength of this roster. Right, the corners so, of the infield are a weakness. So if of he this plays roster. well, Mitch Moreland, uh, I think he should have a great year as a lefty at Fenway because the monster is just right there. It Great helps. might be overstated though, right? I mean, I, I think he he'll just be an additional in addition. He'll be, he'll be right. like how Ma- right. Mike Napoli was in right. 2013. Right, exactly. He'll, yeah. He he won't strike out as much. He's a he he can get walks. He he has. Gap power. He, sure. he can hit home runs. No, that's the thing that lefties like about Fenway right. is that short wall. You know, having the monster there. Right, they can use and the opposite folk, field a lot right. more than they could at other venues. Sure, right. and yeah, it he'll keeps probably your swing correctly. Yeah, he'll probably hit like twenty plus home runs. Uh, yeah, I think about twenty. The really only hole in their lineup will be catcher because it'll be Sandy Leon. And Christian Vasquez. What are you talking about? Sandy Leone is the greatest anyway. offensive catcher of all time, right after last season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after the he great is half starting opening that, day yeah. he, for the he, only time in his career. He is starting opening day. What do you think of that anyway? I I think a personal catcher for Porcello is fine. I think that. Oh, for, uh, are we okay. doing this again now okay, with look, the personal catchers? Look, I don't mind a personal catcher if a guy's going to have success like Porcello did right. last year with <laughs> one catcher. Fine. So I understand having right, Sandy Leone start opening day, but I'm I'm hoping he's not the starting catcher. Oh, he's not. Christian Vasquez team. is. Well, I, I think it's going to be more of a platoon. Well, it's going to be like 60-40, maybe 70-30. Well, okay. and word out of camp is also that Chris Sale likes having Vasquez behind the plate. Yeah, as he yeah, should, because yeah. so he frames I, I those that, pitches wonderfully. Right, and look, he's your better option uh, as a defensive catcher for sure. He's yeah, not going to give you the offensive production, but you don't need that out of the catching what, position. What happened last year with Vasquez was he came back and he was uh, he didn't have enough strength from the Tommy John surgery. And I think they worked him back too quickly, and then the whole fiasco happened with Stephen Wright and how the pitching staff told him to throw a knuckleball, and he decided to throw a fastball right over the Part of the plate, and the guy right. hits hits that home run, and he was down and, uh, and then he got demoted. The the and then he got demoted, and now I think he's built it back up. You saw it in spring; he threw out base runners. Uh, towards the end of spring, he started getting hot at the plate. He hit a home run. He had some doubles, uh, and that's what he can provide occasionally for the team. He can be an occasional spark uh, offensively when other people aren't. I think what we should expect out of Christian Vasquez is it's he's going to be a 230 batting average. He's a, he's a rich sure. man's Jason Veritek. Right, exactly. 
Because Jason Veritek wasn't exactly a great offensive threat himself. Isn't he a poor man's Jason Veritek then? No, I'd say he's... Because, yeah, because he doesn't get paid. down Jason Veritek? No, no I'd say he's, he's a better, better Jason Veritek. He's, he's a better, better defensively. defensively. He's watered great. down and on offense. Yes. No, I'd say Jason Veritek wasn't a stud offensive. He hit, yeah, but he, hit, he, he, he would hit 250 to right. 270, and he'd, and he'd hit you 15 to 20 home runs. Okay, fine. So I guess he's a he's a rich man's Jason, uh, Jason Veritek defensively. Offensively, he's a poor man's Jason Veritek. Yeah. So he's Jason Veritek. Exactly. It just evens out. He's a middle-of-the-pack income Jason Veritek. Sure. I, I think it's very important for the Red Sox organization and the fans to understand that they need to reset kind of expectations just because Mookie Betts had a great year, Rick Purcell was a Cy Young winner, Sandy Leon was red hot. You All right, that, that was like the, the sky high, okay? That was out of this world. We're not expecting the same kind of expectations as last year. And, and that's where I want to come into it because David Price being out, right? Rick Porcello is going to have to fulfill his shoes immensely in the regular season. No, I, I, I think, think he I mean, does. After winning, after winning an AL Cy Young, what more does he have to prove now? No, I'm saying like because you're going to – He just needs 15 wins to be fine in anyone's eyes, I think. No, but my point, yeah. my point is with, with – With like a 3.5 like ERA. Yeah, I'll take a 15 win season. But, out but of what's Porcello. your point, Mark? My my point is with David Price being absent, somebody's gonna have to step up, and well, we don't know how long he's gonna be out. Well, well he's well, already you're, he's, what, you're he's like two months behind uh, behind his schedule. Isn't not really. He? he hasn't what he hasn't thrown off the mound since February 28th. He won't be back till June. I at I, least I, uh, think, I think June is a li- I, I I think mid May. May 5th. May, I doubt yeah. it. I he's doubt it. Back the way this is going. May 5th. Right. I, I don't have any. Soft, I don't have man. any faith that that's going to happen. I, I mean, the conflicting reports coming out of the Red Sox camp and from David Price himself. You never know what's really happening with these injuries. All you can really do is take it at face value, and Price has barely thrown right. a baseball. Right, if and you're... we've got opening day in two yeah. days. He's, yeah. got, he's doing stuff that guys are doing should be doing before pitchers and catchers report. Well, right, and it seems like they're trying to bring him back slowly to try to avoid surgery, which. Right. I mean, if the surgery is something that's going to be inevitable for this guy, it might have been a bad decision to even uh, to even start him this year at all. No, because because uh, the way um, Tommy John, it's a twelve to eighteen month sort of get, right, like coming right. back from it, so, so they don't want to miss most of next year too. But if he but the if he ends pace, up needing no, Tommy John and he yes. comes back at a bad time and and, but and he needs best, it at the end of this year, best, you, you lose no, him for another year and a no, half. No, the best case is that he gets surgery in November so that the first six months, so he just misses next year. He, he, so he misses the first half of this year, and if they can get something out of him and then get surgery in November, it's, it's the same thing as what they'd be getting if yeah, he got surgery right. in April. You're still so, talking about missing so all that, of next year. Well, There's yeah. a sense of urgency with it, though. Uh, not really, and I mean, well, and, and, the and then you're also adding that his arm could just explode at any moment. If if surgery's imminent for this guy, and you put him in in August and September, you never right. know what's going to happen with his arm. Well, yeah, th- but uh, there's different scenarios. There's that, a risk, right? There's uh, definitely a risk. The reason why he didn't get it is because he's not 22, 23, and can bounce right. back as quickly as the younger guys do. Right. And back well, to Mark's point, um, in terms of someone stepping up. And replacing Price's productivity, you're effectively replacing him with, with Chris Sale. Yeah, you know, so you're hoping that a guy like Chris Sale, who's a lefty, can come in and do exactly what David Price did, if not better, for he'll, you last mm-hmm. year. He'll do it which, better. Which I believe that uh, Sale seems to be the kind of guy. 
if you listen to him in his press conferences, he's going to embrace this market. I think yeah. I think he's got the winning mentality he won't that tweet it takes to, to play in, in Boston. No, he won't tweet to people. He doesn't do social I, media, apparently. I, I, think, he won't pay attention. I think what makes him special, I read an article by Tim Brenton in uh, the Providence Journal recently. It was the fact that he has a dynamic of pitches. Like, he has a lot of versatility with it, so mm-hmm. he doesn't just throw 95 miles an hour. No, he, he throws 98. He, he throws 98. <laughs> yeah, throws 98 fastball. Right. But then his changeup is insane. Right, it's like 89-90. His curveball, I mean. His slider is filthy. Uh, he has everything. That's why this guy's a bonafide ace. Yep. He's, a, he's definitely a leader of that pack. Mm-hmm. Because if you're telling me that David Price coming into the which, season. Which is good, so that we don't have to listen to uh, David Price just nitpick everything. And be, uh, like, because he was the assumed ace, and now he doesn't have to be. Yeah, you right, know, sometimes but, you uh, you make a good pitch and a guy hits a home run. <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes, you know, that's baseball. That's what happens, you know. Uh, I, I made a good pitch, he just hit it out of the park. I give him a giant what do you meatball. Do? What do you do? John Farrell would say you, ha- you have. You go home and you play with John Farrell said you had the best stuff. What do you think? I think my stuff is pretty good. You know, even even though that guy hit it out of the baseball park, I made a good pitch. You know, it's just baseball. It happens sometimes. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and mostly in the playoffs, yeah. you, lose. you lose. At least you're in Hawaii. <laughs> if there's an attitude that just is like the the not the one that you don't want in Boston. It's the one that David Price has. You yeah, cannot pay, have that type of guy in Boston. Everything the media Sucky says. Personality. Responding to people on social media. I mean, this town is savage when it comes to their oh, athletes. If yeah. it, and if you if you feed into it, David Price, it's just going to get worse. Just go play people in San just attack Diego. You more. Go play in Minnesota. Go play. Go stay in Tampa. Those are the markets that you would thrive in. Yeah, well, Spotlight. Go way tell too that to John Henry. Go tell the guys that are cutting the checks. I mean, they're cutting the checks for a reason. They it's see a big one. A lot of talent in this guy, but the personality makes reviews. Well, this is the worst case scenario with the injury because now he'll probably stay in here and not opt out after three years. Well, I don't think he was opting out anyways because we talked about this briefly when he first signed that contract, and, and I know we are we're going up on yeah. a break, but but when he first signed, uh, we talked his about contract. the scenario. We talked yeah, we about did, the injury. No, we didn't even talk the about the injury. Year. You <laughs> talked about if he doesn't like it here, he's going to opt out after three years. I said he's not going to get a deal like that at his age, which would be what thirty two at that point. He's not going to get that kind of money. Why would he opt out? He'd rather just stay here, bite the bullet, and make the money that he wouldn't make if he opted out and went elsewhere. And now the injury yeah, really unless he's solidifies in a submissive that. psychological state because of right. all the crap that he's getting from fans and media. Yeah, yeah but if you're making thirty-one million dollars guaranteed every year, you might just be so. like, screw it. I mean, yeah, you'd you'd think so, <laughs> but you but, think but so, I think yeah. we would see that already with David Price. It's not like he's not rolling in the dough right now. If it, if you're making thirty-one million dollars, you would think it wouldn't matter what people say about you. But to this guy. It matters. He's a unique situation when He's it comes a unique to his elbow, mentality. Dude. He's a unique elbow. He, he won't get <laughs> one playoff win with the Red Sox. I'm calling it right wow. now. He won't. I, I don't like him bad. at all. He'll I'd be, say he goes 5-0 and oh this postseason. 0-15 by the time he's done with the Red Sox in the postseason. All right, 603-883-9900. Baseball is back. We've got a lot to get to, including our predictions for the 2017 MLB season. That'll be at noon. Stick around. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. Forget the coffee. I am in so much pain right now. I've got a massive headache. The Sports Blast has the cure for your Friday night hangover. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find a little weird. I have to ask twice. Three hours of sports talk. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. Only on ESPN New Hampshire.
Right, during the commercial, I received a very disturbing piece of information. Alarming yeah, information. Uh, apparently, Brian has upwards of 26 fantasy baseball leagues. He said close to 30. Wow. Like a team. It might be over 30. Wow. What is wrong with you? I don't know. You have a problem, my I friend. Do. How much I collective do. time did you spend in fantasy baseball drafts? Uh, too much. Oh, my god. How do you have the time? Yeah, exactly. Like, fantasy football how, how is do like you cocaine have that time? for Brian. Yeah. Yeah, it's seriously, it's, it's like it's like a drug for you. Like it's literally like cocaine. It's fun. Cocaine. Twenty six <laughs> fantasy now there, baseball Now there's teams. no way you'll actually be able to track all twenty six. No, I, I'm. Uh, there's like ten to twelve money leagues. Those are the ones I'll be probably wow. focusing. on. And then the other ones, you just don't give a crap. You're like, well, oh. I'll I'll like set the lineups, but why? If it's if there's no money on the line, I don't understand. Like for me, if I ever do fantasy in anything, whether it's football, so it's gambling I do a little baseball, but yeah, it's always been gambling. It's always been about the money. <laughs> it is gambling. It's always been about the money. Uh, fantasy anything is gambling uh, with like a uh, you know it's secret gambling. I think it's just an there's, adrenaline there's rush. There's legal loopholes that call it not gambling, but clearly it is. Okay. I think it's just an adrenaline rush of Brian because he loves baseball so much. But right. I mean, I'm not that way with basketball. I, I try to stay away from fantasy just because it's every single day. How can you oh, manage fantasy that? baseball is way too much. For every me, morning man. you wake up, set the lineups while you're taking your morning uh, poop. You yeah, know? that takes a special yeah. amount you know of what? dedication. Yeah. Brian, even I'll on just, the toilet. I'll, I'll refer I'll refer some uh, people to you that maybe you can go see. Okay. You know, talk and, to and you about your problem before. Before we switch topics here, how long's your poop? Because if you have, thir- <laughs> if you have 30 teams, poop. I mean, a well, minute a team, well, the apps half are, hour poop? No, no. The no. toilet is a sanctuary, Mark. Yeah, it is. Right. There's a lot of toilet. There, uh, there are a lot, there. Of, <laughs> a lot of the fantasy apps now. No one bothered now, you? You'd stay on the toilet for hours on end. I would. A, a I lot would. of the fantasy apps now, it's one click and it sets the active players. So it's a lot quicker than it used to so be. So that's why you missed your uh, daily dump today. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of toilet talk earlier. A lot, earlier of, a lot of bowel show. reference yeah. already in the first 28 minutes of the show. <laughs> it's a sanctuary. It's been like a month. So. Yeah, it's a special place. Yeah, we're all catching up with each other. The we haven't seen each other in a little a while, so we need place, to catch everyone. up with each we other. Know, we need to know every, about everyone's bowel. Yeah, we're all, we're all very intimate. I'm like feeling crappy. We're getting deep. I'm feeling crappy today, guys. Okay, guys, let's back get back into the Red Sox rotation here. We were talking a little bit about David Price and how far behind he is. Dave thinks that he's going to come back in June if he does come back this season and avoids. Uh, surgery, which, I mean, he went and saw Dr. James Andrews and he got the green light to come back, even though he hasn't thrown off a mound since February 28th. But during that, uh, he, he was also told by Dr. James Andrews that if he was 23 or 24, he'd recommend the surgery. Yeah, so we still don't really know <laughs> what to make of that. So yeah, much It's one t- of those things where you get older and doctors just give up on fixing stuff. <laughs> well, he's not like, <laughs> right? like well, 85 years old. If you're 20-year-old and you go in with like a knee problem, they're like, Okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna fix this up for you because right? we we'll can get you back out there. Right, you're young; it'll heal. It'll when heal you're, quicker, when you're yeah. 30 and you go in with a knee problem, they're like, "Well, yeah, that, that's how it's gonna be now till you die." It's cool. <laughs> it's also, career it's ending. Gonna, it's gonna be uh, your knees just gonna hurt now. That's forever. Well, he was also that's told the philosophy that he had, of birthdays. Yeah, too. but wasn't he told that he had sort of a unique elbow? <laughs> yes, in which he, like he kind of it's self healing. It. Yeah, it's self healing. So I mean, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what to make of that. I'll just take it at face value. He has a unique Let's elbow. Let's hear actually he what David Price has to say about his elbow. My elbow's like Jesus' elbow. It can heal itself. <laughs> By the power of me. <laughs> I'm David Price, everyone. Don't uh, tweet bad things about me, please. I don't like it. Very uh, sensitive. Cannot stand Very sensitive. How's your dog Unlike doing? my elbow. How's your dog How's Astro? Doing? Astro's terrific. 
always terrific, and he's so cute. <laughs> so I guess now that David Price is out of the picture for the foreseeable future, which I guess for me means May. Everyone has a different definition. Of I have early May. I, I think it's gonna. Uh, as he said, he has a unique elbow. And yep. You know what so unique we'll means? He has yeah. a yeah. unique yeah. elbow. Because he's a unique, unique guy. Elbow. So I guess where did that report come from? That, by the way, David Price said okay. said that he's because ridiculous. that's what they told him. Do we him. believe this though? No, that's like, what they told him. But how can we trust anything that comes out of the Red Sox camp about injuries? Well, it was came out of David Price's mouth from the doctors. Ma- Doctor James been Andrews. They've conflicting with each other uh, since yes. day one with this, though. But I'm I'm just talking. David Price said this from Doctor James Andrews. Red Sox were not involved. Well, I, if you, I'm just saying, if you remember. At the beginning of this, when this happened, they thought first it would be Tommy John. That was the first report. Then David Price came out and said, no, 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 it won't no. be that. It's, well, not, no, it's not a big were, deal. After he went are. and saw Dr. James Andrews, yeah. then the Red Sox said, well, he should be pitching in seven to ten days. Well, and then David Price came out the day after and said, I don't know if I'll be ready for opening day. Right. They're are, not on the same page at all. Right, but that has nothing to do with him saying the unique elbow thing. But that, I don't buy any of these reports is my point. It's and not a report. Those are you, the words. When, you, dis- when you use a word like unique to describe someone's elbow, what does that it's mean? not a medical term, anyone. <laughs> and no, everyone knows this. A unique elbow is not a thing. It doesn't exist. That's not something we've ever heard used medically to describe an athlete's elbow. Like if I said that's that just about BS like coming out of the Red Sox Mark's camp. facial hair. Being like, that's unique facial hair. Yeah, too bad I don't grow facial hair. Real facial hair. Yeah. But, unique um, facial hair is is more of a thing than a unique elbow. I've but, never heard anyone use the phrase unique elbow in my life. You have a unique shoulder pattern. Right. <laughs> but, Similar but, to that. <laughs> if someone said you have a unique shoulder pattern that's going to allow you to pitch through the injury, I'd have the same reaction. But, guys, look at, like, the players that have come back from injury, right? Adrian Peterson, Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, David Ortiz. A lot of significant, pl- significant players. The one the I leagues. compare it to, John Lackey. Because he yeah. was in his 30s when he got Tommy well, John. Well, my point is, my point is, though, Brian, I think it has a lot to do with the mental state. Well, yeah. Because when you have that mentality of wanting to get better and wanting to get healthier, you know, I, I think you block out the noise and go to it. Okay? David Price is a really soft guy. He let, he's a very sensitive person. He lets a lot of things get to him. So that's where I think his brain takes a lot in. And he's not going to be able to focus on what the initial goal is. And the initial goal is to come back as soon as possible. That's why I do agree with Dave that I think it's going to take longer than expected because of the mental state that this guy has. He doesn't have that grind to get back to where he was. Which is why they're worried about having the surgery now because he'll miss two full seasons instead of starting a little bit at the end of the year. Just, I just worry yeah, about pitching a guy when yeah, either, either way, he's imminent. going to be gone for if the same amount of imminent, time. It's still a risky thing to go ahead and pitch the guy because then you're not getting it over with. You know what I mean? Either it's way, gonna, he's going to be uh, So might as well just do it bad. now. Because if you know you have to have a procedure, you'll get something why out of him this season, maybe, if, or maybe. or just wait a year and get something out of him next. No, season. it wouldn't be the, he, he wouldn't be back until 2019 if he got surgery now. There's more risk involved in starting him this year. Not really. If you if you start him this year, that there is a risk. Can involved you exacerbate in that. it? Probably not. Can it get worse? No. Probably not. But no. there's no so, guarantee you get anything out of him now. 
So elbow. if you can't make right. it worse, then I kind of understand Brian's sentiment that, well, if you can't make it worse, you then can't, might as well you, you just can't make do it, it worse, until it happens. Start in, until surgery, is, like you absolutely right. need it in November. Right. And now, you'll still be back if, in 2019. Now, if, if it was an injury that could get exacerbated, then I'd say, okay, maybe you should get it you know, looked at now right. and get the surgery but done I think because the, I don't want it to get worse than it can. But maybe maybe it doesn't this get is, worse, but maybe he gets out there and he can't pitch. Right. And then I mean, that's what happened with Lackey. And then you've waited longer to... To get the surgery, yeah. you're not waiting too long. It's not. It, it's not that much longer than if he went right into surgery. Obviously, it, no. It's only but about the, four or five more months, but it, it's a year and a half long recovery usually for right. Tommy John. So either way, he'll be back in 2019. So just wait until the November because then the first six months of the recovery time is during the off season. Yeah, the timeline I guess kind of makes sense for yeah. that sort of mentality. <laughs> I, I get it. The one thing I want to see while he's gone is for him to stay off Twitter. And I'm not even joking about this. If David Price is going to work on one thing while he's out, I don't, think I don't even tweeting. need it to be his arm. I don't think he's just stay off lately. Twitter. Stop feeding the trolls on Twitter. I, I think it, it no, but he's help done. Anyone. He's done interviews. If you remember right. the the most recent interview he did with, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he went and got coffee. Uh, if you remember for the pe- for like the staff inside the red lo- inside the Red Sox locker room, and he said something to the effect with the reporter. It was like a little bit the reporter and he were doing. They went to Starbucks to get a coffee. They're driving back in the car. He's asking David Price questions, and Price is just like, "Well, you know, I'll probably get beaten up because I didn't get Dunkin' Donuts. I got Starbucks instead, and I'll get beat up for that. But you can say whatever you want. I'm not affected by it. It's like, dude, you're so affected by it. The fact you're that you have so to talk about it every it. time. This is a this is a puff piece in a car with the reporter where you're talking and getting coffee for the staff, making you look like a nice guy, and you have to bring up how you're gonna get beat up for getting Starbucks instead of Dunkin' Donuts. All He's right. a fatalist. <laughs> All right, he is a massive of the highest degree. We're going to move on from David Price and talk about who is replacing him in the rotation. Well, much to our chagrin, <laughs> it's Drew Pomerantz. He's yeah. the expected guy to be yes. the interim fifth starter. Forget Even that. though Kyle Kendrick went 4-0 in the spring, which record doesn't matter, but he threw 31 innings, uh, 33 innings, 31 strikeouts, and he had uh, an ERA around 2. He had an ERA of 2.18. And Pomeranz, meanwhile? Uh, Pomeranz, uh, he went 0-2 with a, an 8.25. Oh, boy. Wow. In four games. <laughs> and a and, minor um, Fantastic. At least it's not Henry Owens, who went 0-3 with a 15.95 ERA. What a dud he in is. In 7.1 oh innings. Remember three years ago when we thought Henry 12, Owens was the next big thing? 12 yeah. walks. Untouchable well, we, was the We word. thought about that, a very pitcher coming up. We thought they were going to be the next big we, we, I, I feel like do. we do that about yeah. everyone. You always do. We do that with everyone. It and just means the Red Sox have a very good P.O department uh, talking up these <laughs> yeah. minor league oh, players. The, the Red Sox hype machine in full action. Now, the thing is, listen, I'm, I'm 100% on board with uh, with what Brian's saying because he and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday that we would much prefer Kyle Kendrick be the guy. The one thing that rather than Drew Pomerantz. To Kendrick's dismay is that he's not on the 40-man roster, so they would have to move someone off the 40-man roster by DFAing them right, and adding him to it. And he has a June deadline to be on the 25-man roster. And he has an opt-out if, if that doesn't yeah. happen, right? Yeah, so, I mean, they have basically until June. So why do it now when you can wait to do it because Pomeranz is going to be back? 
Right, yeah, there's a little bit of confusion as to why. Like, Pomeranz was just placed on the 10-day deal with a forearm strain, but according to Pete Abraham, it's not going to keep him out long right. because they placed him on the – it's now the 10-day deal. I'm right, and it's that. retroactive. It's, it's retroactive to the last time he pitched. So he has uh, – he's basically in line to come back and pitch the first game of the Detroit series or – Last sorry, game. The last game of the Detroit series. But what's weird about this, it's a flexor strain. Um, I must be like – Grade uh, like grade one, which is the lo- the lowest, lowest level. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because Drew Smiley also has a flexor strain, and he's out six to eight weeks. Yeah. I don't know. You uh, must have the worst one. Right. <laughs> like I was like, there's such a discrepancy between the right. two. Uh, I mean, Pomeranz has always been injury prone. They should have just yeah, got yeah, back. That's Espinosa. the thing with the, with the Padres, and you know, I, I'm, I'm st- I don't think I'm. They ever had get over a chance that. to get him back. And they didn't. I'm never going to get over that. But here's the thing. Pete Abraham talked about the Red Sox ulterior motives for putting Pomeranz on the DL. They want to start the season with four starters and eight relievers, and they can do that because they have that early off day. So they can can use that off day to still go with four guys. And what's great about it is that now they have a bunch of bullpen backup for, say, Eduardo Rodriguez, just in case he has a short outing. Same with Stephen Wright. Of so course, so basically they're allowed to do that for the first week because of that first off day. And then, as we said, Pomeranz will get activated for, I believe it's the sixth game of the that's season. That's correct. And that'll be the finale in Detroit. And, guys, it's hard to see this David Price injury happening. But, like, doesn't it stink for Dave Dombrowski because he got Chris Sale and he gave up, you know, Yo Makata and he's trying to build this, you know, roster to, you know, continuity and, you know, kind of feel it out as we turn the page with David Ortiz and bring in these guys and start having a legitimate pitching staff, it's got to suck for Dombrowski. Well, he has all, he's, he's had trouble acquiring pitchers that have um, well, he hit been the on the field. On the See, head I, with Chris I, Sale. I think there's a little right. bit of bad luck involved for Dombrowski there because yeah. Bryce there's has Carson, never had an injury in well, his career. Well, yeah, but there's... Thornberg, who is having this shoulder yeah, injury. Yeah, that's Dombrowski's fault. Carson uh, Smith. Yeah, Carson. Dombrowski's fault. Uh, Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz. Dombrowski's fault. And um, he hasn't done the best well, with pitching. here's the thing. That's, with that's Carson Smith, I don't think we can really blame Oh, no, hold on. Elias. He's also. Well, he's here's the thing. I can't Brown. really get on him for Carson Smith because you have to remember who went over in that trade. It was Wade Miley, who we all hated. Mm, so, no. I would, I would prefer to have Wade Miley over, over Drew, Drew Pomeranz, Pomeranz right yep. now. Absolutely. He, he ate up innings. No, I didn't I'd, have I'd a, prefer I to have Clay Buckholz. I'd prefer to have Clay Buckholz over Drew Pomeranz. Oh, oh, I'd prefer so to have Wade Miley over Clay Buckholz. I would too. Sure. But I liked. I mean, look, when we got. When the Red Sox got Carson Smith, we were all praising that, even though we. I mean, at the time, we didn't really know that he was going to get. Hurt. Well, it's turned out to so be it was a, a terrible signing. Well, he hasn't pitched one single pitch. Yeah, but he's under team. Yeah, he did. He pitched a Two couple games. of games last year before getting hurt. Yep. All right, but he's he's young and he's, he's under he's team pitched control. A couple exactly, pitches. he's young. He's we, young. He's we'll, under team we'll control. He's going to be future. sample Look, size. he could be the future closer hope, setup guy. Let's hope. Right now, beginning of the season, it's not looking good for the seven, eight, nine innings. You got Joe Kelly in the eighth, and you've got Craig Kimbrell in ninth. You don't even know who's in the seventh inning right now. Heath Embry and Matt Barnes. And just going back. To what Dave just I said about Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly being the setup guy, I don't hate that. I think that's actually not a good role no, It's not ideal. It's not ideal with what both you thought guys you were have having. Huge walk rates. You thought, uh, you're figuring to have Carson Smith and then Thornburg uh, as your seventh, eighth inning guy. That's what Thornburg's it will be hurts. come July. Right. And, and so, that's so, so you've got to sort of tread water here uh, without David Price, without those guys in the bullpen. Without David be, Ortiz. There's going to be fatigue issues with this rotation and with the bullpen. There will. Uh, especially where the starting pitchers have now dwindled down to two guys. Right. When you look at it, that are going to eat up innings. And I just want to quickly go back to your comment, Mark, about how it sucks to be Dombrowski when you're talking about bringing in Sale 
and now having a price injury. Yes, it sucks because your rotation is less deep, but can you imagine if he didn't acquire Chris Sale? Oh, and, yeah, and I'm not saying. And now David Price right, is injured. Right, right. So my... it almost works out. Uh, he almost looks brilliant for doing that because now you'd be looking at a rotation with Rick Porcello and then uh, who? Yeah, and Dostradamus. My point here. going back to Rick Barcella as you know might be the X factor of the season is because he's gonna have to eat up these innings as people you know uh, recover from their injuries and also when Derek Price is you know out, he, they need quality starts out of these guys because if they don't get quality starts well, and they don't have that big bat anymore, David Ortiz. Right. You know, well, I, what's lucky is that Chris Sale has always been a guy who goes six plus innings yeah. every single start. Yeah. Well, and let me ask you this when it comes to mentality, because I think this is an important factor for Porcello in this market. Would you say that mentality-wise and being able to deal with uh, being in the spotlight in Boston, Porcello is closer to Chris Sale or David Price? Chris Sale. Chris, Chris Sale. Sale. Absolutely. Last year, Rick Porcello was Silent, balls. and he was silent. He had stone <laughs> balls last year. That's what – he was he – was, outrageously good. Obviously, it's the outlier for his career. Mm -hmm. He won a Cy Young Award. I don't think you can necessarily expect him to repeat that, but if he's got the mentality that we think he might have, the he's going to be type. out to prove people <laughs> wrong that it wasn't just this fluke. He season. will have to prove people. So, and, and I think he's the kind of guy that, you know, we saw the first year he struggles here in Boston. That happens with pitchers. Second year, he didn't listen to the media. He wasn't responding to people's Twitter. No. He was. He just went out and pitched, and he won the Cy Young Award. So if he's going to do anything even remotely close to that this year, right. you're going to be ha very happy with the production of Porcello. Comfortability. 603-883-9900. Quick break here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. The Sports Blast. Getting rid of clay buckles is like holding in a dump all day. And then, <laughs> and then finally that. getting to a toilet and taking that dump. It feels <laughs> so good. All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, I would not hate it if somehow Clay Buckles ended up back on the Red no, Sox roster. yes, you would. I know, given, yes, you given would. the you know situation with David Price, given the fact that Drew Pomerantz is now your fifth starter, I would rather have Clay Buckles nah. be your fifth we starter. We don't need that headache, man. And Dave <laughs> took don't his need dump that today. Headache anymore. I know, just more toilet humor. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of that today. We do not need him. Uh, we do not up, need Clay Buckles. Coming up at noon, we will be doing our annual MLB predictions for the 2017 season. We Exciting. do this every single year and usually Love we are it. way off. Except for that one year that Bryant sniped the World Series and said Kansas City Damn straight. was going to end up in it. And that was that was the year they lost to the Giants, I right. believe. Yeah, um, it was, but yeah. no one was expecting them. Because it's easy to say Kansas City you know, a year later when they ended up winning it because they were there the year before. But that was – got to give you kudos on that one. That was really good. Well, yeah, one out of a million. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm usually we're way off on those. So definitely look forward to, uh, to that coming up. Uh, before we hit the break here at the top of the hour, I just want to go back to the discussion we were having in the open about – you know, how you replace David Ortiz's bat in the lineup. And I guess you don't really. I mean, Hanley is obviously going to have to step well, I up. I touched on that by talking about Pablo being back. Right. And, and, and I think I'll, Mitch Moreland. Sure. I think the onus is going to fall on the younger guys, though. because and, and, again, this is a discussion that we'll have further on down in the show about Hanley and how he still hasn't played the field. Um, because Mitch Moreland Which is, is fine. Well, against lefties, Mitch Moreland's sitting. So he's going to have to play first, and Chris Young's going to DH. But I don't want to talk about that right now. We'll get to that later. Well, well why do you think the, Chris Young was getting some reps at first base 
I'm not buying that. I you're think that's just, you're not I think, buying I think that? I think that's a contingency plan. Exactly. For like now, until Hanley can play. No, because Mitch field. Moreland has the flu. He might not even start on Monday. So we'll see who. Well, he'll start. Uh, the, when do you start the flu? Like Thursday? He'll be fine. Okay. Let's just. <laughs> okay. I see Brian has a lot of opinions on that. So we'll come back to that. But Mark, you you were talking about how some of the younger guys are not going to have to step up. Like Ben Intendi, Bogarts, Betts, Bradley. Well, you know, it's, it's yeah, really. I mean, these guys now. And it's on them. Yeah, because they don't have that big bat in the lineup mm-hmm. anymore. And when you have that big bat, you can use it as protection. If you strike out, you know that David Ortiz is somewhere in your lineup. Okay, now that David Ortiz isn't, you're all gonna have to bring those averages up. You're gonna have to, you know, be play smart baseball, take pitches, work the hit uh, pitchers, make them throw a lot of pitches because then it makes them tired, and then that's when you can, you know, counteract right. off of that. Well, yeah, because that that's what's 40. good about Ben Attendi. He works the count. Yep. Mookie Betts has started to work the count. Right. Pedroia has always worked the count. Xander works the count. I Hanley want, works the yeah, count. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, uh, at age 40 last year, David Ortiz was still a guy that was very much uh, right. you know, productive. Uh, you're missing he, that he's, big left. Yeah, he was very much responsible for making you one of the greatest offenses we've seen right. in the game last but year. I, now you take that away, the they're, they're onus still, falls on these guys I know, but they're to still one the of the best there. offenses in sure. oh, the sure. but but yeah. gonna, You're going to have to fill it, that it's void It's going to be worse than last year, but they're still going to be top there's, five. There's also no denying the intangible effect of David Ortiz when right. it comes to the sort of swagger that Clutch. the offense had last year, the clutchness. That he's always provided. And the clubhouse comfortability, presence. like you guys already mentioned, right. and having him be your cleanup hitter, the DH. Right. And now know, you have to figure I, out you who's going to go there. Right. And, and, and again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying uh, when we opened the show, which is that you need one of these young guys to sort of assume that leadership role, if not uh, multiple young guys, gonna be to Mookie. assume a leadership role. It's going to be Mookie. He's yeah. going to be you the three-hitter so. going into the season. It's still a lot to ask of a young guy who's it had is. two good seasons now under his belt, the near MVP caliber season last year. You should have won You it. hope that he can nearly replicate what he did last year. If he does, right. you can safely well, he, say that this guy's one of the best hitters in the league. Right. He'll have more chances for RBI because he spent, I think, three quarters of last season from the leadoff position, and he still had 30 home runs. Right? And, and going back to like the, the Kansas City Royals when they won the World Series, they didn't really have like the big, big hitter in no, the lineup. No, they didn't. They had a full lineup. They have a full that's, lineup, that's, and that's, that's what, what the, the Red Sox have exactly. right now. Right. Right. It's a well-balanced lineup. It's not necessarily one guy. That, it's yeah. a lot but of righties. I'm, that's a that's going to be an issue, I think. Well, here's the thing about that. And, Mark, finish your point, and then I'll, I'll counter that. Yeah, I was just going to say, based on the performance, I think John Farrell has to expect the Red Sox to have a sky-high on-base percentage. Yeah. Because they if they can get game. on base, that, that, they can score runs. That's that, perfect. That will be the thing with them. They'll, they'll be able to get the walks, and that's why they put Ben Attendee in the two-hole. And that's Correct. where he's going to be this season. Correct. And yes. just going back to what you were saying, Brian, about this being a very righty-heavy uh, lineup, I think that's why John Farrell sort of alluded to the fact that Xander Bogarts is going to bat sixth. I actually because he like wants, that. Because he wants to break up the righties at the top of the order. Because Ben Attendee is your only lefty. If right. you put Pedroia leading off, mm-hmm. and then Ben Attendee. And then if you go like... Uh, some combination of Bogarts, Betts, and Hanley back to back to back. Right, that's three straight righties. So well, it's going to be four straight because Pedroia, uh, Pedroia at the top. But it, Benintendi it, breaks it up. Well, if there was no Benintendi, it'd be Bogarts there. So it'd be exactly four that's, straight that's the righties. same. That's, yeah. that's the point I'm making. So it's so going to be righty, righty lefty, righty Correct. righty, lefty yeah. lefty, because um, or lefty righty, because uh, Pablo's going to be. Um, or not I think Pablo. Pablo's probably your seven. Seven, hitter, but uh, I mean, Mitch again, Moreland, I don't want to get too into Mitch the lineup. Moreland, I think well, they 
posted a lineup. Uh, they had a lineup yesterday. That's going to be the opening day lineup. Okay, but fair enough. But I think that that's kind of the reason that Xander Bogarts was dropped to sixth in the lineup. It's not a reflection on Bogarts, who was an All Star last year. Right. He had a little bit of a drop off, but I think it's more a reflection of hey, we just have a lot of righties. We right. have to break right. it up, and you're sort of the lesser of the three guys. And that goes back to the big bat of David Ortiz. Now you're talking about the lineup. I don't th- like we've talked about it in the past, but not this in depth and a more elaborative form. Right. And now it's all about balance. It really is all about that balance of the batting order because if, if you, you, know, you clog up the middle, then you don't have anything on, on the bottom, right? And I think Jackie Bradley is going to have to play an immense part and he'll a pivotal bat- part. I want him batting order. nine. Yeah, I agree. Best nine hitter in, in baseball. Not only that, but to break up the double lefties um, in a row with Pablo hitting seven. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, I mean, it, it depends on how Sandy's doing and how – Vasquez is doing, but and, and this isn't going to be just a walk in the park. They're not going to walk into the season and say, "Hey, we're the best offensive team in 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 the well, the right?" Because that's I not mean gonna... they're projected to be, but you have to go out there and do it. Well, but my point is, w- without Big Poppy in the lineup, you know, they got a lot of production. Now. I I think that goes you know unwritten mm-hmm. in, re- in regards to his production. Everybody talked about his cl- uh, clutchness. Everybody right. talks about his responsibility to the clubhouse, yeah. but nobody really touches upon what he really brings to the table. And that's 300 batting um you know uh average, 36 home runs right. a year, 120 RBIs. Right. So on and so forth. This guy made the DH position valid. Now yeah, right. they don't have a DH position. Well, right. they have they have Hanley, who I'm still a little bit concerned about the fact that he didn't play any first during spring training because Why? he is going to have to play the field yeah, when Mitch Moreland sits against lefties. I don't think he will. He's the only other first baseman you have on the right roster. now. He doesn't have to. So, this show. Uh, this is uh, what's funny is that Hanley said this is the same surgery that he hurt before when it's the opposite show oh, when he ran into the wall this is the opposite shoulder i don't know why he said that See, it was that's, the that's same that's the thing is like and again i don't i don't want to i don't want to say this but is he turning into old hanley again where it's like oh well, they promised me that i'd turning be turning into H- manny we, we talked about how his focus was up last year because he was playing first base every day i, you know, I what's th- to say i he didn't even touch the field right. so anyone who brought it up to him like hey, hey first day spring training hanley you thinking uh, maybe you might want to play first base for us and he said <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't. It's I kind don't of like know. that when you hit. It's I'm kind of like hit, hit, and that's all I'm gonna it's do. It's kind Which of like when fine. they asked him, "Would you play third? He's like, "Oh hell no!" You guys remember that? It's exactly. almost like the same type but of thing. That's and fine. He wants cause... to just hit, so he better, so he better go out and hit. Right. Yeah. He wants to. Well, be he has Arab. been. It didn't limit him from taking at bats during the season. No, but during he, he wants to be the heir. Uh, right. Apparent. Agreed. So let's let's hope that he somewhat can replace that production at the DH position. Right. Let's hope he's focused all year. All right, wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast. We'll be back with our 2017 MLB predictions. Don't go anywhere.